Welcome to the Property Voice Podcast, helping you to navigate safely through the world of property investing. Get the lowdown and updates, insights and outcomes on all matters property with a splash of entertainment along the way. The Property Voice, a voice to trust among the crowd. Now, let's get started with your host, Richard Brown. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Voice podcast. My name is Richard Brown and as always it's a pleasure to have you join me again on the show today. Well I'm joined on today's show by Tom Shrive who is CEO and co-founder of Ask Porter which is an artificial intelligence omni-communication channel property management platform. <laughs> Sometimes I just love what I do with this podcast as I get to speak to lots of very smart people doing very exciting things. And these last few weeks have been like that. And my conversation with Tom today is no different as I prompt him to lift his head from the imminent launch of his PropTech startup venture to spill the beans on why AI or artificial intelligence and chatbots have come of age. So have a listen in. And if nothing else, you'll get to hear how Tom makes sure that Porter does not develop a swearing habit. (laughs) Okay, so let's get on with this week's featured topic with Property Chatter. Hi, everybody. Once again, another episode of the Property Voice podcast on the series of PropTech. And I'm very pleased to have another exciting guest. I I had a conversation with you. Uh, It's Tom Shrive from Ask Porter. Hi, Tom. How are you? Hi, Richard. Uh, very well, thank you. Not too bad. Not too bad on this snowy day. I'm very much uh, appreciated that this is a go-to meeting rather than a, uh, a train up to visit you. Ah, there, there's an example of how technology has helped us already. So uh, straight off the bat. So, uh, Tom, it'd be useful if you wouldn't mind giving a bit of context. I know you already told me, I've just mentioned Ask Porter, but you can you talk about that, please. But also talk about what you told me in the preamble about your, your background in property uh, personally as well. Would you mind doing that? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, um, so Ask Porter is, is in essence what we've developed is, is an AI uh, property management platform. Um, so to kind of break that down, what that actually means is um, we've built a, a communications platform that works across every single channel. So um, uh, email, uh, SMS. Uh, we also have our own mobile um, app. We also have a desktop app as well um, for if you want to get a more serious kind of management view over your portfolio. Um, and then over the top of this communications platform, we've, we've, we've built an AI assistant, um, a, a little bit like if you, if you know Alexa, um, something like that. But, but what we've done is we've trained our AI assistant to be a property manager. So we've basically spent the last year um, training our AI assistant to learn all, all the necessary things that it takes to be a property manager. For example, um, all the compliance issues, when inspections need to go out, et cetera, but also then how to deal with reactive maintenance inquiries and how to triage the problem um, before passing it over to, to a contractor. Um, so hopefully that kind of gives you an over, over, overview of, of what Ask Porter is. It does. And uh, I was going to ask, because has your AI assistant got a name? Uh, it does. It's Porter, funnily enough. Oh, the name uh, uh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Ask Porter, of course. Uh, yeah, that, that's the, the so that's the Ask Porter um, element. And what about you and property? Yeah. So, I, so I, it probably worth just giving you a bit of background. So, so, so my background um, is in 
essentially was in digital strategy. So used to work for a couple of large um, companies on the agency side. So we did a lot of projects for Intel and ARM. Um, so I was kind of working for them and I was seeing the, the, the development of, of, of this kind of technology like um, artificial intelligence and chatbots um, and really started to look um, at kind of potential applications for it. Um, and at the same time, my, uh, my family background is in property management. So uh, um, my family owns about not a huge portfolio. I think we've got about 32 units um, in and around uh, the East Midlands area. Um, so I started looking at kind of, yeah, just essentially ways that we could leverage some of this um, artificial intelligence and the, this chatbot and, and kind of using modern software design, really. And if we could kind of solve um, the issue that I was having very personally with our own um, property portfolio, which was um, I, I was finding that I wasn't incredibly, uh, incredibly satisfied with the service I was getting out of a lot of the um, property management companies, um, certainly for the, for, the, for the money that they were charging as well and the margin that it was taking off my business. Um, so I, I started to wonder that if, if, if there was a way um, uh, to kind of develop a product that would, that would enable me to not have to you know, fully manage the properties myself because I'm a, I'm a relatively busy guy. Um, so it, it, but also then not have to pay you know, the, 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 the management fees uh, for, for a fully managed solution. So if there was something that really um, took the pain out of managing properties basically on a day-to-day -day from, from both the planned requirements when it comes to managing properties, um, such as inspections, such as, you know, um, you know, all that compliance stuff, but also dealing with the, that, that kind of reactive, reactive stuff as well. So that's really um, the motive behind starting the company, really. Yeah, I mean, um, you're talking my language because uh, we had a chat with me before about, you know, the first, I was, I've, I've just written down, born out of frustration. Was, <laughs> was, was asked Paul to born out of frustration? <laughs> uh, it, it was, it was. And frustration, um, I, I, I say that's, that's probably a very negative way of looking at it. Uh, okay. it, it, was, it was partly born out of frustration. Um, but also, um, as we've kind of developed as a company, we, we believe there's a huge opportunity to not only add value to landlords, which is which is our principal um, aim, uh, we, we also believe we can add value to, to property management agents as well, especially the larger ones. Um, you know, we're talking to some that manage upwards of you know uh, 60,000 units. So it's not a small volume when it comes to those kind of cost savings. Mm -hmm. um, but but also on the um, also on the on the the occupant side. So. Um, uh, Full disclosure: We aren't just resi. We do operate uh, in resi space, but um, we also go right up to kind of commercial um, applications as well. Mm -hmm. um, but 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 we we do think you know there's there, there's a there's a shift that's happening. I think in the property sector in general um, that is refocusing back on the occupant um, and looking at them more as a as a customer as mm -hmm. opposed to you know a, a liability that you have to have to service because it's part and parcel of renting your, your building out to them. Um, I think we're seeing, especially in the build to rent sector, um, uh, that, you know, people are delivering these concierge style services. They, they are actually selling services in to the people who are occupying their buildings. Um, and I think that's a really interesting shift that we're seeing that, that actually, you know, these people living in your buildings aren't necessarily a, uh, a cost they, they can be, you know, a potential, a potential way to offer them services that they themselves would find valuable as well. 
you know, things like cleaning services and all this kind of stuff, especially in the short-term let space, um, that actually, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit of a shift from seeing from seeing the tenant as someone who's going to cost you money every time there's an issue to, to actually potentially could generate you revenue. So, so that's, it's kind of partly born out of frustration, but partly <laughs> born out of seeing that as a as real estate as, a, as an opportunity. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, thanks for making it more balanced um, than, than it just being a negative. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, there's a lot of things you've already said, and the, obviously the service you are offering is 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 in a is sort of a more narrow channel. If we talk of, of the whole prop tech sector, you know, property management uh, services such as yours is 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 a channel, um, you know, that can help us. And I want to come back to it in the detail, but perhaps if we can rise back up again. Um, mm-hmm. to, to higher level. Um, we're, we're talking specifically, you said AI or artificial intelligence and bots or the sort of uh, robot type of technology. Um, a lot of people, um, perhaps listening, might, one, not have a clue what that really means, and two, might be quite afraid of it. Could you okay. just sort of give us a bit of an outline of what all of that is in, ge- you know, in general? If I mean, I'm not saying I, be a professor and, and tell us in that sense, but just just a quick summary of what the sort of technology means and, and how it could be utilised. Okay, I'll, I'll try and explain it as uh, as, as um, in layman's terms. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll give it my best shot. Um, so, artificial intelligence is not a new thing. It's been around for um, you know since the since the '60s, maybe even earlier. Um, it's 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 a way. So artificial intelligence is an all-encompassing term. So the best way to explain it is when people are talking about it, you have artificial intelligence as an umbrella as an umbrella term, mm. um, and then you have something called machine learning. Mm. Machine learning is a type of artificial intelligence. Um, machine learning is basically algorithmic learning. So I'll give you a few examples of machine learning, and without going too deep, mm. um, the one example is reward learning. Um, so that's like toilet training a cat, in essence. Mm. So if a cat, if a cat, um, you know, does its does its business in the litter tray, um, then you reward the cat um, with some kind of treat, uh, and that's how the machine learns. So you know, if it does something good, you give it a treat. In essence, I'm, I'm kind of simplifying. Yes. Um, and then you've got something called genetic algorithms uh, in in machine learning as well, um, and this is more like um, the best way to explain this is more like natural selection. So imagine you have two cats competing. Um, the cat that wins uh, goes on to the next round, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how that that works. And then you've got the deep learning stuff, and deep learning is what what we use, um, and has only really come to the fore in maybe the last ten years. Um, deep learning is a little bit more complicated. The easiest way to explain deep learning, again, kind of sticking with that that cat analogy, um, is that if you had imagine a tribe of cats. Um, a hierarchical tribe of cats. You've got the the the, the ground cats, so so the uh, the lowest rank cats mm-hmm. um, out there, kind of um, uh, in in the in the bushes, whatever. And they're reporting back to the next rank of cats, the higher rank above them. And that that keeps getting reported up until the the, the head the the head chief cat, if you will, has a very clear picture of what's going on. So that's that's kind of how deep learning works. So um, that's why when you you know, when, when um, you, for example, point a deep learning algorithm at a um, at a conversation, it's able to understand what is happening in that conversation because it's got loads of loads of different points of information coming in, and then it then it kind of adds insight uh, throughout the layers. So that that hopefully kind of explains what AI is um, as a concept. Mm-hmm. 
Um, Actually, I like, the, I like the cat's illustration. <laughs> Thanks a lot. It's <laughs> <laughs> really useful. <laughs> Hopefully that was useful. Yeah, um, uh, and then um, so, so so that's kind of AI, and then and then chatbots are um, again, and they've been around for a very long time. But the only reason why now chatbots are becoming a, a very important thing um, is for a number of reasons. Firstly, um, messaging is a as a, as a platform, as a medium, because obviously with WhatsApp and um, you know Facebook Messenger, all these new messaging platforms is is the kind of the go-to way that lots of people interact now. Um, and messaging as a user interface, um, so a way of kind of dealing with people, um, is fantastic because it, you're not limited to you know drop-down menus. You're not you're not limited to a certain user interface design. So basically, you can kind of do whatever you want in a messaging platform so it is a very great it's a great tool for communicating with people um, and obviously um, with these kind of massive advantages or massive jumps that have been made in AI recently um, we are seeing that, that you are able to have um, much better customer service delivered through mediums like chatbots um, because you can start to understand now what people are actually saying um, it shouldn't really be scary I don't, I don't think I don't think it's um it, it, it's anything to be panicking about at this stage because it is relatively still still basic. You know, there is no real human intelligence that's applied to these. It is very much just based around very large data sets, and it's a it's a it's basically like a, an extreme version of logic that's being applied to if this then do that. But it's like if this 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 then we do that. So it's it's just taking more and more more and more data and, and learning more as it goes as well so um so that's probably why it's why it's coming to the forefront over the last kind of five years really and certainly when it when it's a, when it's applied to property management um it is it is a it is an ideal um an, an ideal medium for um solving that property management problem Yeah, I, I brought out the whole fear thing because some people are, you know, there's the, the you know, the Terminator movie, for example, you know, all you see in the movies and they basically got intelligent machines or, which are, you know, very human-like and they take over the world type of thing. So, you know, uh, attacking you in your own home, that sort of hot, crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. sci-fi fear is, you know, where I'm going. But actually, on a very uh, practical basis, what we're really talking about here is, um, an intelligent way to make sense of all the data that we collect um, and, and, and have an interface with someone who wants to ask questions. I mean, Google itself is you know, a giant algorithm, isn't it? It's got a bunch of data. You plug in a question, it delivers an answer based on its best guess of what you're really trying to find out. Uh, and Google sort of made our lives so much easier since it came in. If you go on to um, Amazon, you can buy a book or a CD or anything, and it suggests something else. Oh, if you bought that, you might be interested in this. You know, and it's just, you know, kind of looking at your previous purchases and what you're actually looking at now and making a recommendation, which makes our life easier. Netflix, movies, and so, so on and so forth. So it, we're already having experiences of the applications of artificial intelligence and, and these sort of chatbots, aren't we? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's and and that's all it is really. What we're seeing is, you know, AI is that is that solution to the data problem in that respect. And that's 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 exactly it's, it's a great point there with Google. That's exactly what they've been doing for the last you know twenty years. Really, is is, is they? I think I think originally Google started off. I don't know if Google did, but certainly many of the search engines started off 
literally um, human curation, right? But then they got so much data that you can't physically curate all that stuff with humans. So then you have to start to apply some kind of algorithm or something in order to cut through the noise. So, mm. yeah, it's been doing it for a while. And, and if we if we think about exactly that, what you just said, it, it makes um, presenting information or results uh, much more efficient, let's say. So it, it's a productivity tool in a sense. Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Absolutely, so yeah. Um, the, in, if we take the sort of general property sector, um, do you see any particular areas which are either ripe or already experiencing um, these sort of productivity gains that AI and, and bots can can bring forward? I mean, certainly. Uh, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, we've we've been very lucky in the last. Um, you know, so, we've been a company now for about two years. We've been working on this this kind of specific problem uh, of, of of how to kind of make property management more efficient. Um, and we, we are seeing pretty huge gains. I mean, I, I think it's fair to say um, a property, property, property as a sector has been fairly under, 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 under invested when it comes to technology. Um, and uh, I, th I think what, what we were quite surprised when we came to it is actually there's a lot of process in there that can be automated um, off the bat, really, without having to apply any kind of intelligence to it, to be honest. Um, so, so what we did in, in the first kind of six months to a year was really uh, kind of uh, map out all the processes that happen related to a property. Um, once we kind of have, have that um, kind of locked down, what we, what we then did is, is say, right, okay, how can, we, how can we automate this process? How can we automate this process? Um, so, so now we've got to a point where we, we feel we can, we can pretty much automate about 50 to 80% of the, of, of the job of a property manager. Um, and it's actually, it's actually creeping higher up towards the 80% when we start building in the AI. And, and now we're getting to a point where we've had through our system, I think we've had about 70,000 um, inbound support tickets um, related to property. Um, and we've built various different models and how to handle, you know, if, if that situation comes in again for our platform, we are able to handle it in a similar way to how we basically taught the platform. So, so the platform now knows. So Porter now knows when when he gets you know uh, a broken window, he knows what to do with it because he's had that now 30, 40, 50 other times. Um, so yeah, so 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 we're finding that we're able to cut through the noise um, uh, a lot, and also just carry out um, repetitive AI and machine learning is fantastic for carrying out repetitive re repeat tasks. Um, and 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 then we're finding you know a lot of a lot of property management actually is that repetitive repeat task. Um, so in our in our kind of I guess our vision is to change the role of the property manager or the landlord managing or the managing agent, whoever it is, um, to, to to really just a tap of a button, which which is a supervisory approval role, um, and much much less the actually doing the job role. Mm. So in your system, in Ask Porter, where, where does this process start and where does it end in terms of defining the property management? So, for example, do you do uh, tenant find or do you just literally do managing a property once um, once a tenant is in position? Where does this start? Yeah, so, so we build the platform. So um, we've spent a lot of time uh, uh, building the getting, – getting, getting the design and the layout and the architecture of the platform right. Um, so we can we, we basically do the we do the full thing. I mean we're we're taking it slow at the moment because we are working with um, some some large kind of institutional landlords, um, and and that's taking a lot of our bandwidth to to kind of um, 
to kind of roll roll the, roll the platform out. But um, but yeah, I mean, we've got the, the way our platform works is a little bit like Alexa in, in the way that we've designed it, and we have the base kind of communications platform. But then over the top of that, um, we we have built um, the AI system. But the AI system is made smart through skill sets. So it's these skill sets that really um, put us, I guess, separate us from a lot of other property management solutions. Um, the skill sets enable us to be very bespoke and quite unique um, to the uh, to the landlord or the managing agent's requirements. Um, for example, the kind of large commercial um, sites we have is we have we have skill sets for like booking meeting rooms and offices. Um, we have skill sets yeah for for, for listing properties in, in the residential space. Um, so, for example, um, the way to give you a tangible example when um, a, a tenant's uh, uh, tenancy is about to expire um we will message them or porter <laughs> will message them and say hey um are you looking to stay on in your property um yes or no basically if they say uh yes um then fine great um then, then, we'll, then we'll start the rest of the process if they say no however then we say okay we will list the property so porter will then go and list the property on the on the on the portals um and then also when we receive inbounds from the portals in terms of interest and that will trigger another one of our skill sets, which is then response and say, uh, okay, uh, can, can we, uh, would you like to book in a viewing, et cetera, and carry out that process as well. So really Port is able to have a lot of conversations and the way we're able to have those conversations is through um, bespoke developed skill sets, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually amazed because if I take that whole process of, you know, end of tenancy, uh, we're going to move out, uh, we need to list the property on the main portals. You're saying that yeah. your your system in, in this example can take care of all of those processes that are involved in that. Yeah, I mean, is that is, that's not that's you know that kind of stuff is not rocket science. In fact, yeah. that's a lot easier than uh, dealing with reactive management, so reactive maintenance. So, yeah, because yeah, that's a pre-planned sequence of events. You know, if this, then do that. So if you're going to move, Correct. put an ad on on right move or whatever. Um, Correct. And you go through other steps in the process as you get the applicants. Um, and that's 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 automated. That's done by effectively the machine. Yeah. Okay. So that obviously, by definition, reduces the time input of, of a human, uh, whether it's uh, the landlord who would do it themselves, or whether it's a letting agent if they were using a letting agent. Yeah. Okay. So and and and, and improves the experience of the tenant, to be honest, because yeah. they don't necessarily want someone calling them up while they're at work. You know. Well, I was going to go to that. I was just trying to zone in on what, you know, so it's a productivity gain, streamlining the process, which probably can you know, reduce cost. I, I get that. So, and then equally, um, you're presenting, I suppose, because you say multi-channel, didn't you? Um, yeah. you know, information goes to the tenant, customer, to pick up your phrase. Absolutely, they are customers. And it's perhaps at a time and a place in a way that is convenient to them. Um, you know, if they want to, exactly. if they want to mess, they want to message you, uh, their agent in inverted commas at nine o'clock on a Sunday evening um, by Facebook Messenger. I don't know if you support Facebook Messenger, but um, or, or WhatsApp or whatever, then they can do that. Yeah, we do. So I mean, our, so our platform is very much um, uh, omni-channel in terms of we, yeah, we, we 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 don't at the moment support WhatsApp because WhatsApp doesn't have bots, um, but but. We are, have it under good authority that that, that that is something that they are rolling out. Um, but yeah, we are trying to meet the the, the customer or the the tenant on their own terms. Mm. So we're not asking them to go to a specific website URL or something like that to fill in a, a form or anything. We are saying, you know what, look, if you email us in, we will email you back 
um, via that channel. And we'll, we'll often just provide a link. Tapping that link will take you straight into a live conversation. So it's really is lowering, lowering that friction, reducing that friction in terms of having to, you don't even have to download that to use our, our platform. So it really is about um, yeah, meeting, the, meeting the customer and just providing the easiest, simplest way of kind of interacting. Yeah, I like that. Uh, so the customer is not forced to download a specific app, for example, or go to a specific website and, in, and be forced into a, into a channel, which, of course, would be the start of the process engine of, uh, yeah. of this technology. So I quite like the fact that you, as you call it, omnichannel like that. Um, so you know, it's a, you know, in a way that that person – and I had it myself recently – um, I, I don't want to give a specific um, example, too specific an example, but someone was saying, I was forced to actually download this app. I just, I just want to send an email or I just yeah, want to yeah. send a text message because everybody has a smartphone these days and they carry it in their pocket and they're at work, they're at the, you know, at the pub or they're at home and they just want to tap, you know, get it out, tap it, get rid of the problem and get someone to come and fix it. Uh, my, my, own, my own mother at the moment, the heating's busted at home and you know she's there in the cold obviously at this time right at this moment and she just you know it'd be really nice it's like, i can't get hold of the um the people to come out and, and fix the the pipe that's uh, that's gone for her so uh, you know to at least to send that off and get it there and perhaps at least get something back which is yeah i, I hear you and we're going to get someone to you soon would probably give her a lot more reassurance i think yeah and, and you know and, and the nice thing is they, they should feel reassured as well because you know the nice thing about this platform is everything is very transparent it's logged instantly so um we've also got you know we've got inbuilt escalation procedures that go through the app so you know if, if it is a boiler issue and it's it's a, it's a day like today um it, that that is all logic that's already been in our system so so we know that this is actually a pretty pretty important fundamental thing this is an emergency so this does need to be handled with so we have escalation procedures and back to the landlord as well to make sure that you know um, if they don't respond within a certain time, then 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 we will um, then we will engage a contractor. So there's there's quite a lot of um, and this is kind of what we're currently working with with some larger larger kind of institutional landlords um, to to kind of really refine those process maps and making sure that um, everyone is fully compliant as well. Um, and, and yeah, the, 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 at the end of the day, tenants get the service they want, but also you know landlords landlords get the service that they. Hmm. That they want so yeah. I, I think there are there, there's probably some tricky parts of this technology. So I do understand perhaps why you were in a little bit of a um, controlled test environment to some extent. I, I was reading in preparation for this about Microsoft. <laughs> you probably know what I'm going to say with Microsoft, and yeah. they've now got. Uh, I think they've now got Zoe, but they used to have Tay, and apparently Tay basically had Tourette's yeah. <laughs> by all definitions. So in other words, it, it learns all the bad stuff. It's like if you learn a, a foreign language, you learn all the bad stuff first, don't you? Um, yeah. So how do you take care of that, that you don't suddenly start, you know, learning all the bad stuff and swearing at your customers? <laughs> uh, it's not. So it's we're not quite like. So uh, so Tay is, um, that was Microsoft's attempt to, to uh to generate a character or a persona um based on based on learning from other people so that, that was a very deep learning that was a deep learning approach and that was saying right um we're going to evaluate what other people are saying on twitter and then we're going to let that form um a personality basically and that's that's a dangerous thing because twitter uh, lots of stuff is said on twitter that, that wouldn't necessarily be said in real life even so 
Um, I, I, that was an interesting approach. Uh, I think it was pretty much always doomed to. Well, I, I think that route was pretty much inevitable, really. Um, but, <laughs> but I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, we're not doing that. So we've we, we've 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 given um, Porter a very specific um, personality type, right? Um, and we've defined that. So that's that's not going to be a problem. Um, and we are taking a very hands-on approach when it comes to to learning the data, um, uh, and, and and that's been trained by by real humans. Uh, so it's 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 not a question of put an algorithm out onto in, into the world and let it let it learn how to deal with it. Um, it is it, it's kind of curated learning in that respect. Mm. Yeah, um, I I thought it would be, but you know it just makes for a more interesting conversation. And then, and the next one I just want to throw out there is that of course we've heard of RoboCop, um, but then there's there's Robo Lawyer as well. There's uh, I saw I read about um, and and there there is a serious. Uh, I don't know if you if you lost that part of the recording. I just got a. Oh, sorry, I did. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, sorry, I would say. So um, there's uh, there's RoboCop, which we might have heard about, but there's also now Robo Lawyer, and there's an application out there which uh, streamlines some of the legal processes that you could do, including some in in property. Um, and where I'm going with this is, it's just a generic. Um, the, the application of artificial intelligence can be applied in a lot of different ways. So here it could be used in, say, conveyancing or uh, tenant disputes and this sort of thing um, to, to apply it. So there was, um, I forgot now, I think it's do not pay was the actual technology. Yeah. Uh, and it just basically created a number of bots which took you through, you know, you start with a question, I've got whatever, a tenant issue. So if I'm a landlord, I've got a tenant issue, not paying rent. Oh, do you want to start a formal legal process, for example? And it talks you through it. So um, there's a, what I'm, where I'm really going with it is that it could be utilized in a number of different ways, this type of technology. You're using it in property management, but it could be used in conveyancing, could be used in uh, estate agency and letting, lettings agency, I suppose. Can you think of other potential um, uses? I mean, so we, yes. I mean, so that, that's, that's what I think what we, we really at the very beginning as well. We realized that, that there is so much opportunity in, in the space for for, for this kind of technology and i think um we have spent a lot of time more to, more time um than actually to, than we have on the ai piece developing uh, a platform that enables um the delivery of all these types of communication um and so our our, our kind of ambition is to very much be um, property centric so the platforms that we is built that we've built is all orientated around the property mm. <clears throat> so any kind of activity that happens around the property or related to the property um, upstream, downstream, whichever way you go, um, is possible to run through our platform. So, so that's something that we kind of designed with in mind, um, and hopefully in the future we will um, we will open that up to other developers as well who wanted to develop on top of that platform. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, there's you know we're 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 living in a world now where AI is not um, you know there's a lot of hype often around new tech. Um, stuff out there you know internet of things um was was a couple of years ago and kind of big data has been around for a while there's, there's always been hype surrounding new 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 tech like vr is probably a great example of that as well mm -hmm. um uh, and i think there's, there's real world applications for vr as well in property but but i think fundamentally ai is is more akin to the developing of the of the, of the printing press um in, in its significance and i think we're going to see a whole raft of industry changed. I mean, even if you look at self-drive cars, which is which is basically AI, 
mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, I think driving jobs account for about a fifth of the a fifth of the economy, um, or maybe that's too generous. Maybe maybe a tenth. Um, but but still, you know, once self-drive cars come in, that's uh, it's, it's going to be a it's going to be a pretty big impact into the economy. So, and, and I don't think I, I don't think it's a, it's it's a luddite thing of of saying that you know um, we're going to it's going to wipe out jobs. I think other jobs will be created. Um, mm-hmm. I think, for example, in property management, it's going to be a role of the property manager turns more into a concierge provider to deliver real value add services. You know, when I move into a house. I get that real high touch feel like, you know, can we sort you out with anything? Do you need anything else? And I think that's what it's going to turn into. Um, and, I, and I don't think we're going to lose jobs on aggregate, but I think there's going to be a painful transition where people don't necessarily have the right skills and will need to retrain. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's also interesting that it's not just going to be hitting kind of blue collar jobs. I think it is also going to be hitting, you know, the lawyers of this world as well. So, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting time over the next five years when it comes to it comes to AI being kind of applied throughout the workplace. Yeah, and that's another kind of the fear that's out there. It's going to steal my job, you know, uh, type of thing. And you know, I think it is going to automate a lot of uh, processes which are form parts of a lot of people's jobs. So by definition, yes. <laughs> but I do agree yeah. with you that there's going to be a change. Uh, that change might be, you know, difficult for a period of time, but it, it will. It, it, there will be a change. But if we turn about the, the flip side, as a consumer, um, if we're utilising uh, the technology. We're going to auto, we can get the benefit of automated processes uh, and, and hopefully drive down costs. So it, it, that's where it's going here. So the property management tool can take away a human, or a lot of the human activity. Surely that can be delivered at lower cost then. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, that's the, and, and that's the kind of, you know, if we're not doing that, then, then there's no real point in it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it, it is. And I think from the consumer point of view, um, consumers should start to expect a much better experience. You know, I, I think certainly, I think what we experienced in the 90s, late 90s, was way too much data um, that companies just couldn't handle it. And that's why we ended up getting stuck in call center, um, you know, waiting music for like um, 20 minutes just to get service. And the service level was awful. It was it was terrible around the late 90s. But just trying to get hold of my bank was a nightmare. And I think... I think AI holds the promise to, to 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 change that and to solve that, and and to the point where you know now I'm getting a very personal welcome because um, AI remembers what we talked about last time. It remembers what my issues are. Um, it's not making you know uh, any kind of um, like stock decisions about me. It actually does understand me. So I think it's going to be transformational in the customer service sector, and it's going to be transformational in the property sector. Um, in terms of reducing cost on the operational side, but also delivering a, a much better service. So uh, um, it's kind of win-win, really, um, honestly. No, no I, I, get, I get it. And after, you know, I was thinking about this beforehand. You know, those, uh, those horrible uh, IVRs, interactive voice, whatever, response systems, when you ring a call center when you were saying that? Press one yeah. for this, two for that, three oh, for that. Yeah. If you've ever gone down the wrong channel... <laughs> Yeah. You know, and that's the that's like that's just sequential processing, isn't it? That you know, press one yeah. for this, and it takes you down that. They give you another options. Oh, 
bugger, I want to get the other one. Uh, can I get back up? Or what do they say to get back up? You know, it's frustrating. Whereas I think this, this sort of more deeper learning, this interactive experience of AI, you know, allowed to say that's actually, I didn't mean that, you know, Porter, in your example. I meant, yeah. I meant this, you know, all oh, right, okay, fine. And I've seen some of the examples uh, you know, of these technologies deployed. And what also fascinates me is that you can write it in kind of casual language and it understands it. Uh, yeah. And, and that's that's been you know, a real breakthrough. You know, Watson, the technology, uh, the computer there that can understand humans and deliver results and that kind of thing. It's um, I could be talking as I am now. Somebody could be talking with a regional accent, perhaps, and it can understand it. Uh, I'm talking to voice now rather than text. Um, oh yeah, we, we we do use voice as well. Mm -hmm. um, so we've we've just got a just been asked by a very large hotel chain actually to 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 roll out some voice services as well. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's amazing. It is amazing what it can do, but it's it's also it's, it's also a slight victim of its own um, uh, success in that respect. Uh, people do have very high uh, expectations from it, mm -hmm. and that can often lead to you know it's very early days. It's, it's very early days in the space, and it's that can that can still lead to frustration because you get people. You know, it happens with Alexa sometimes. You can say something, and then it just it just doesn't quite get it. Uh, and, and that can equally be frustrating. So we've taken the decision pretty early on to to kind of back that off into real live human support um, okay. earlier earlier rather than later. Um, so so that is a service we offer. So you can either have kind of um, we do offer kind of real human backup as well. Um, other, otherwise, we'll just let the landlord kind of be that human backup. But we do think it's important, certainly in the early days, as we train the system. Um, to, to, to be able to back off into, into a human because there is nothing worse than getting stuck in that dialogue and it's just incredibly frustrating. So mm -hmm. um, sometimes you do just need to need to speak to a human. No, I agree. And it's, I'm glad you said that because it, it can be incredibly frustrating if it's all technology and you kind of just force the, the equivalent of my IVR example using a bot uh, or something. You know, you just force down a channel and you feel frustrated you can't get out of. Um, so I think if you if you've got the ability to uh, escalate or refer to a human, um, and that's where the humans play the greatest part because you know the the easy stuff can be automated, but then the more complex issues will be taken over by the human, and perhaps a bit more empathy and perhaps a bit more urgency, and this sort of thing comes into play. Um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, what, what was it? Um, I'm glad what you, you've just said there because you know you're using technology, but in combination with the humans, and I think that's where the best um, uh, you, you know um, sort of providers are going to sit uh, in in the sort of near future. But but do you see maybe looking a bit further down the horizon? Do you see uh, perhaps um, you know fully automated uh, humanoids or whatever uh, stepping into the breach? Is that is that really the case? Is that really a, a sci-fi film example? No, I think I think I think uh, you know, given anything enough, anything enough uh, time, um, anything's possible. Really, I think um, I, I think if if we're talking timescales, I don't I don't know. There's 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 much more intelligent people than me out there um, who could comment on that. But I think. I, you know what, I, 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 I think we're seeing right now, you know, typically I think about five years ago, uh, machine learning would require about 100,000 data points in order to make a, make a, make a good qualified decision. Um, now Google's just launched a, a, um, a new algorithm which does that in with about 
10% of those data points and can provide a reliable answer. So I think we're going to see it stripped down um, and improve dramatically. Um, I don't think we, you know, I, th I think we're at least 10, 20 years away from any point where we can have um, a real kind of human level um, conversation, you know, passing the Turing test, et cetera, um, uh, with an artificial intelligent robot. Um, but but who knows, you know, it could just be some small breakthrough of code that suddenly uh, that suddenly um, enables that. So who knows? Yeah, no, I, I agree. Who knows? Um, and you, you've come out of the, uh, is it is it PyLabs? Is that the correct pronunciation? Correct, yeah we, yeah. we went through PyLabs Property Accelerator, yeah. Yeah, and, and so for people who don't know, that's um, it's a specific uh, venture capitalist fund or entity that supports a prop tech firm. So uh, I believe you're quite flush at the moment. <laughs> um, you know what? That is, uh, it'll only last for a very short time. So yeah. um, we, we are, we're, yeah, we did just raise. So we raised uh, our last round of investment um, in December last year. But, uh, but yeah, now... Uh, um, money doesn't come without uh, commitments. No, you don't. It's not. You're not buying a Ferrari with the money. I understand that. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, you're, you're putting it all into the into the business. But you've got some pretty big um, players supporting you as well. I understand. Yeah, we were fantastically lucky. Actually, we got um, uh, we've got some, some 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 really really great investors from the property sector. So we've got um, David Nunes, who's our uh, who's our lead investor. He's actually used to be the ex-chairman of LSL Property Services. Um, we've got uh, yeah, Faisal Barton, who's um, very well known in the prop tech scene and actually is the uh, founder of PyLabs um, uh, Property Fund. Um, and then we've also got James Khan as well, uh, as of Dragon's Den, I'm sure. Um, recognize the name. So yeah, so we've got some, we've got some great investors. Um, really, really, really lucky. Uh, uh, so yeah, it's just, just, about, just about product mail and getting it done. Exactly. And I was just, the only reason I bring this up, apart from, you know, just giving giving some credit to your backings and obviously what you're doing, it's just as signpost people. If, if you really want to know what's going on, perhaps have a look at some of the uh, the VCs and the you know, the venture capitalists and that sort of thing and what they're backing and what sort of technologies there. Because I've found, you know, I'm, I'm having a little dabble in Crowdcube, for example, uh, with some you know, early stage businesses and following this technology and seeing what's coming. Um, I guess it will be a test, you know, which ones make it and which ones don't. Um, I think what I quite like about the way you've described things is that you're you're, doing, you're releasing in a controlled environment. You've got this human interaction as well, uh, so you're not just 100% reliant on the technology working. So I just want to wish you all the best for that, Tom. I think it sounds great. I hope that you know closed trials go really well, and uh, I'm looking forward to potentially using it in my own small portfolio at one point. That'd be great. Uh, thanks. Yeah, thanks, Richard. That no, means a lot. That's um, yeah. Thanks for having me on. It's uh, it, it's it's. Uh... Yeah, it's 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 been, it's been great to have a kind of um, just to just chew through the stuff. Really, it's always good to kind of uh, reflect on stuff once in a while, other than just um, sitting down and kind of just just getting on with work. So it's kind of nice. Yeah, great stuff. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Pleasure's mine, though, really. And if I don't know if it's appropriate, but if anyone wants to connect with you or find out more about you and, and ask Porter, how would they do that? Yeah, so literally the best way at the moment is to um, just go to our website www.askporter.com. Um, just drop us a line on there, and I'll, I'll probably get back to you personally. Actually, and, uh, uh, just register your interest for the moment. So we we are looking to push out the product live um, at the end of March, so end of this month now. 
Um, so yeah, so sign up if you want to give it a go. Fantastic. Is there anything else you want to say perhaps before we close um, now? Anything I haven't prompted you to to share? Not really. I think we've I think we've uh, had a pretty wide ranging discussion, <laughs> really. So no, it's been fantastic. So no. Um, no, that's it, really. Okay, no, that's that's perfect. There wasn't there wasn't any uh, any any need for that to, to actually happen. But Tom, I just want to say thanks a lot. I really appreciate you coming on. I find it very interesting. I'm learning so much myself. I think. But what's more important is how we're going to utilize uh, these technologies in our property businesses going forward. Um, the the sort of profit and productivity side I had in my mind. But I think what you've really opened my mind to today, in particular, is this whole customer service, customer experience side of it. And I'm looking forward to that being rolled out and developed uh, in in tandem with the technological advances as well. So I wish you all the best uh, with your uh, with your business, Ask Porter, and thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Richard. Really appreciate it. Bye bye. Well, I really enjoyed this conversation with Tom, not least of which the opportunity to learn exactly what AI is all about. Those cat analogies really help to explain the different types of AI rather, out there in plain speak, didn't they? Well, as usual, I noted down some key themes and takeaways after our conversation in summary as follows. First, AI is nothing to be scared of. Yes, there will be changes to accept. And yes, some people's jobs will also change or even disappear eventually as AI further develops and scales. However, with many of the technological breakthroughs of the past, including both the industrial and information revolutions, new roles for us humans will be created too. Think reskill, upskill, retrain and refocus, rather than becoming redundant. It seems that the best use of AI in the near future will be to complement humans not necessarily to replace us entirely. For example, as Tom suggested, a property manager in the future could develop and become a sort of property concierge, offering enhanced value and extra services to our customers who are occupants of our buildings, and leaving the AI to take care of the nitty-gritty. Secondly, property is a market that has been underinvested from a technology point of view. And this is a recurring theme among many of my guests in this series, isn't it? Slow moving, resistant to change, and a little bit afraid of technology at times. However, the robots are coming, <laughs> whether we like it or not. No, seriously, this, this time, it, it seems that in addition to pure process automation and the resulting cost reduction it promises, we might also see an improvement in the customer experience as well. And that sounds much better than the countless times I've certainly been stuck down some awful automated telephone answering service that the major utilities always seem to deploy, that's for sure. Third, AI, chatbots and customer communications are coming to a place and time convenient to you soon. I do like the idea of choosing how I would like to communicate and be communicated with rather than being forced down a specific or certain channel. In fact, just the other day, whilst trying to find out why I was having a longer than anticipated void period in a property on the other side of the world, the property manager concerned just said, or wrote actually, if you want to know what's going on, just call me. <laughs> but we're in different countries, on different time zones, and well, I simply prefer to email. 
Plus, shouldn't they be calling me when there's a problem rather than me chasing them? I can't wait for someone like Porter to remove that sort of headache, or at least to deal with it for me. Porter, please go and sort. (laughs) Fourth, the best form of AI uses deep learning. Well, that's my reading of the cat's discussion, at least. Honestly, the descriptions of machine learning and how it splits into algorithmic learning, geometric learning, and deep learning was captivating. The upshot being that the data reference points and accuracy is improving all the time, which means more speed to answer issues with less data sets to select from and a greater um, sorry, capability to learn on the job by the machine, which all leads to increased automation and so less cost. And I do like the idea of less cost in these most taxing of times. Fifth, it's about improving productivity reducing cost, but also in in improving service. Man and machine working in a a complementary way, speaking our language at times and through channels that we prefer and having the necessary background information and skill sets to solve the problem or complete the task. All seem to be promised with this sort of solution. I'm sure it's not the only one, or at least it hopefully will be resolved by uh, this sort of solution. I know we were speaking to the CEO of an early stage business that has a particular model to deploy or a company to promote, as with the last couple of guests over the last few weeks. But if you take a step back and consider the big picture of where Tom from Ask Porter, James from UPAD, or Mark from Arthur are taking us, it should help a lot more than it hinders, that's for certain. And if you'd like to know more about Ask Porter and their omni-communication channel, artificial intelligence property management app, go to their website, which is, as Tom said, www.askporter.com. And Porter spelled P-O-R-T-E-R. Now, I plan to do a summary episode on apps and systems in property next week. I already have some suggestions from some of our community who have responded to some of the emails and requests that I've put out there as to which apps, systems and tech you're finding the most useful in your property business right now. But we've got room for a couple more at least, Um, but only if you're quick. (laughs) So get in touch in the best way that suits you, as we are also omni-channel, you know. And I shall be collecting the best or at least the most mentioned apps in next week's show. So let me know your favorite for sure. However, for now, I will close by reminding you that the show notes can be found over at uh, the website, which is www.thepropertyvoice.net. Or if you want to talk about anything from today's show, receive an intro into one of our guests or just talk property investing, you can email me at podcast at thepropertyvoice.net and I'd be very happy to hear from you. But once again, all I want to say to you for now is thank you very much for listening this week. And until next time on the Property Voice podcast, it's ciao, ciao. Thank you for listening today. Now head over to thepropertyvoice.net for more inspirational content and get updates through our mailing list. Join us next time on the Property Voice podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes.